your skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. The uh, last time I sat down on the couch. Were you here for it? Yeah, you were here. When the last time you sat on the couch? I'm right here now, babe. No, like, and, and we heard a snap. And you were like, did you just break your couch? Oh, yeah. Did you break the couch? And, uh, no. Because I, I, I checked out the, the, like, lumbar board in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally fine. But, uh, nothing has raced through my mind faster than, like, get your fucking life together. Than, <laughs> like, breaking the cheapest couch in, in said household. And the fact that if we we do live together, which we are going to, and we have a, a collective couch between us and uh, Terry the Tickler, and Terry the Tickler, that uh, you can't fucking break that couch. Or I'm gonna That's break true. your fucking neck. Mm. And when I say that, I mean out of love. And out of love, I'm saying this as well is uh, you need to be comfortable with me having sex with women all over the apartment, including your bedroom. And no, fuck you. That's not happening. <laughs> Not in front of the waifus. <laughs> not in front of the waifus. Alright, I'll cover all their eyes. Alright. And take off the GG blanket, too. That's gonna really pinpoint. Oh, you can't bring that in there, because people are gonna know that's me. No, it's a joke. It's not, you're I would a never joke. fucking your room in your bedroom. It's weird. That is weird. But it's hot at the same time, isn't it? Oh, and then I have a whiskey drink. On the drink. floor, it's okay. And a whiskey drink. I just want to redo the entire tub thumping song, but replace every drink with whiskey drink. I can't say that because I have vodka. I know. I don't drink vodka anymore. Vodka's my drink of choice. That's okay. I I, I just drank too much. You know, when uh, I drank too much of uh, Jack Daniels. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now. Yeah. No, I was a, there was a terrible mistake. A single rose. I guess we're on... <laughs> Holy shit. A single rose. <laughs> oh, for all, for all the listeners uh, of today's episode of Lots of Pasta, we have to... <laughs> I did remember. I mean, you just reminded me, but I did remember. Like, we have to tell the story. Uh, so, we had gotten a lot of people here drunk. What was it for? Um, St. Patty's Day? Because New Year's was the good time. St. Patty's Day was the bad time, where everyone was just depressed. Probably then. I don't remember it being any specific holiday. I just thought we were having a good time. Well, we didn't have it specifically for the holiday, but people, people, remember, were home, people were home from school because I remember the of party, spring break. It was like after that. New Year's because the party before then was New Year's, and that's when I got trashed and realized I shouldn't be like... All of us were wearing flannels, and your basement door was open, which means it was nice enough out to be comfortable in that and not freeze our asses off. Uh, no, I believe you. Uh, so we got everyone, uh, more p- particularly, there's, there's a guy who hasn't been on my show yet, um... So I'm not going to say his name, but you and a specific person got real drunk off of Jack. and uh, <laughs> It wasn't just guys, off of Jack, it was off of everything. I know, but you guys nursed that Jack all night. Like, I remember, no, like, half it wasn't the bottle. that. No, no. Well, at least he did. At no. That. No, because, are you, wait, who are you talking about? Just whisper it in my ear. No, see? No, that's not who it was. Um, See, I, what happened was... Um, it was our, it was a particular friend who hasn't been on the podcast and probably won't be on the podcast. Um, the moose? Yeah. Um, it was his birthday. So I got him a bottle of Jack Daniels mm. and that he, was the he worked that night. And when he got in, I was already like, I was already drinking plenty 
before he got there. So he came down, and I was like, oh, we got to do a shot for your birthday. And then and you like, opened yeah. the jack, and then things got Me turned. and him. You were already him. drunk, though. Yeah, because of me and uh, the other Exactly. The yeah. other he, one. He's he's probably going to be on really soon. He's going to be on before 50, I'm, I'm sure of it. So we should, we should bring him on. But yeah, like, you got so turned... I got as the night went on, and next thing I know, both of you guys were like in the bathroom, like throwing up, like off and on. No, he was it in was your room. one after the other, and he then was he in, passed yeah. out. He passed out in the in the bedroom. Uh, we had bunk beds in the one bed. Was he top? Yeah, he climbed up top and no, never came down. Didn't no, he? no, no, no. I thought you took bottom. We want to do. We want to go into this. We're gonna go into this. Okay, no, that's fine. So what happened was, me, me, and uh, me and the moose. Mm. Um, did a shot of Jack Daniels, immediately poured another shot for each of us, and he was like, nah, I'm good, I don't want another one right now. And I was like, fuck, guess I'm doing them both. Did them both, that was a mistake. All I remember is sitting down on your couch, everyone else is laughing, having a good time. I remember taking a pretzel, taking one bite out of that pretzel, falling to my knees, crawling to your bathroom, and just staying there. No, I do remember hold on, this. Hold on, the other one... Was in your room at that point already, mm. with the bunk beds. Spitting up on the floor, dry even. Yes, and yep. you brought him a bucket, so yep. he wouldn't puke on your floor. That's right. He and, passed uh, out real quick. He passed out on your floor. That's right, he was on the floor. He was on the floor, and next just, to the puke bucket. We coddled bucket. him in blankets. Yes. I was in I your bathroom. This is a bed. This is a bed. Yeah, and he didn't want to get up, he was done. I think, um... The night ended with the top. No one was able to climb up to the top bunk, so I think a, a bunch of baby ducks climbed up there at the end of the night. Yeah, I'm you're pretty, right. I'm almost you're 100 percent sure. right. Because mm-hmm. um, there's another story that goes into that. Um, so you were drunk. You're throwing up. Both me and my ex. I didn't throw up though. I, I okay. So I, you were I was sitting, dry heaving. You were sitting at the toilet and you were worried, and we kept saying, "Force yourself." Yeah. That. that like, yep. It was like force yourself to. Throw You'll feel feet. a you lot feel better. You'll feel so much better. And, and I was he, like, and you sat and there I was for like three hours, trying to force myself. You couldn't. couldn't. You, you couldn't there do the no, fingers. You there was no. There was nothing in my system. I didn't eat anything that night or the, the, the before drinking, and that's why I got the way I was. So plus you're, Jack Daniels. So you're sitting there. You're staring at this swirling. And and you're thanking both me and my ex for taking care of you so much. And uh, and, then and you, Mr. Skelly Bones. Was he there? Yeah. He okay. was holding my hand mm. and rubbing my leg, telling me everything was going to be okay. Sitting down with you, talking yes. with you. That's right. He bought me a glass of water, and I'm pretty sure I broke that glass. You did break the Cause glass. Because I kicked it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally forgot about the broken glass. <laughs> I felt um, so bad. Then you were like, dude, I have like 20 of them. It's fine. I was like, oh, Yeah, it was from a benefit that my mom went to. It was totally irrelevant. Um, so, but I remember, like, you started getting really sentimental, you started, like, really thanking, like, everyone taking care of you, and then you started getting sad, and I was just like, let's not go there, and you're just like, but my ex, but my ex, I loved her, I loved her so much, but my ex, you know what I did, I used to do for her, you know what I used to do for her, I might need to drink some more whiskey before I, like, try to imitate you perfectly. I'm excited for I, this. I used to wake her up. <laughs> I used to wake her up with a single rose. A single rose! A single rose! <laughs> hey, shut up! <laughs> we were just like, just throw up! Oh. Stop. Oh, but man. But yeah, so... Uh, such a romantic. I, yeah, I mean... I try. I used to. I used to do that. Oh, that's such a funny story. I'm so glad it's on the podcast now. 
that's a creepy plaster, right? Going into going into the other story, which I'll just dub down, dumb down. Um, yeah, just for time purposes. Yeah. Um, someone's foot ended up in uh, in the other one's uh, puke bucket, and I watched it happen. It was like slow motion. Could have stopped it. Didn't want to stop it. Thought it would be His hilarious. Foot. It was fucking hilarious. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I heard, oh my I'm, god, was that that was the same night when she when she got shit faced and was climbing all over and she, and she It was She was like she was like you're so tall I have to climb you. And yes, she, you're she was, right. Hold me like you do when we're alone. <laughs> cut this out. It was the same night. A single rose was the same night as Hold Me As You Do When We're Alone. And I know, I'm not gonna say his name, um... Didn't she, didn't she also puke on your fucking floor upstairs she, and then walk away? Gonna... He didn't know we were listening to that, but we were, and it was hilarious. Oh. It's still, it's still really funny, though. That was, that was a, a fun party. I was sober almost the entire time. I guess... No, she kissed me on the forehead. Great. No, I kissed her on the forehead. Great. I guess you took her virginity. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to do the introduction here? So now that we're 10 minutes into this Yeah, uh, we got show? Disco Dracula here. And What's I'm, up, guys? I am, I am going to say it. We got flagged by Viacom for using the Are You Afraid of the Dark song. So I'm keeping your, like, your intro music down to, like, 15 seconds now to get them off our fucking See, bags. See, there's something heated about this. I've got to take off my sweatshirt. We got yelled at. We got yelled at for using the one, like, copyrighted song like that, little, in the entire podcast. Like little fucking school children. We got yelled at. <sighs> we got scolded. We got a little slap on the wrist. That's why on the YouTube uploads, um, by the time this comes out, we're going to have, like, 20 episodes up on the YouTube, which is killer. Um, the YouTubes. But uh, that, was the first, that, Z. that was the first time we've ever been yelled at. For copyright, and it's because no one cares about the podcast as much. It's when it's hitting YouTube that people get all shitty. Um, so this is lots of pasta. This is a podcast where we read uh, the creepy pastas. We're we're doing some <coughs> some weird stuff today. I feel like this episode is going to be very reminiscent of your first one. Okay, it's, actually, it's going to be a little bit of a potpourri. I don't remember much of the first. It's going to be a potpourri of. Uh, there wasn't anything about things going in dicks, right? No, but Thank the first story God. we're going to read is very much based off of the, the reason I saved it for you is that it based it's based off literally the opening conversation of your first episode. Oh nice, I don't remember that. Mhm. You will when you see the story. You think it, but, you think the light bulb will go off? Yes, it I'll definitely remember. will. That was supposed um, to be a snap. There we go. That's a snap. But you wanted to start with a quick um, Yeah. You said you found you found something on Reddit no sleep? Yeah. No, it wasn't on our sleep. It was just on Ask Reddit, which oh, shit. Um, um, I love Reddit. I go yeah. on there more than anything, probably besides Facebook, maybe, and that's that's a problem. But I go on Reddit a, a whole bunch. I'm on there fucking twenty four seven. On Ask Reddit, if it, for whoever doesn't know, it's just a basic subreddit where you can just pretty much ask anything. You can mark it serious. You can tag it serious that you know people can't joke in the comments or anything. It has to be serious answers only, because as the internet is, there's a lot of trolls. People can just say whatever they want. That's why they have the moderators making sure that everyone's not being right. And if it's flagged serious, shitty. they do a really good job at getting the the bullshit answers out of there. Yeah. Um, so this was um, this was tagged as serious, and the uh, the topic was what are some of the creepiest declassified declassified what are the creepiest declassified documents made available to the public? And uh, off the top of my head, I could basically just say like. Um, 
government experimentation. Oh yeah, totally. Like, and that's, the, that, that's, that's that's one thing. Like without you even having told me beforehand, mm-hmm. like I would definitely go into um, Operation Paperclip. I don't even know what that is. When the Nazis were taken over Germany and there were scientists that didn't want to be involved with Nazi Germany anymore, they fled the country. And before Blood Project Manhattan, uh, all the all the Nazi scientists that didn't want to be a part of Nazi Germany anymore were basically taken into custody under the U.S. under some kind of, like, vague phantom law of, like, you're not going to exist here. I just want you to know that. Like, the, our government said that to them. And they were like, as long as we're not over there anymore. And our government basically said, okay, but you're going to have to work for us. Okay. They called it Operation Paperclip, and they basically hid you all know the what? information that, about it. It does sound familiar now that you mention it. I didn't know that's what it was called, but it does sound a Shout lot Shout out to really the last familiar. podcast on the left for uh, that could be why that shit. It sounds familiar. But yeah, you could you could get into it. So anyways, um, a user, this has uh, 6,194 upvotes mm. for the comment. It's not the top one, but it's the second top one. Um says the uh, the U.S. has a history of testing the effects of radiation on pregnant women, newborn babies, and mentally handicapped people. In 1953, the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission ran studies at the University of Iowa on the health effects of radioactive iodine in newborns and pregnant women. In one study, researchers gave pregnant women doses of iodine-131. When they inevitably miscarried, they studied the women's aborted embryos in an attempt to discover at what stage and to what extent radioactive iodine crosses the placental barrier. In another study, they gave 25 newborn babies who were under 36 hours old, which is fucked up in its own right. Yeah. Yeah. Iodine-131. Yeah, it's it's fucking depressing. I read this on my lunch break Mm. while eating a sandwich. This was great. Iodine-131, either by oral administration or through an injection, so that they could measure the amount of iodine in their thyroid glands, as iodine would go to that gland. Immediately after World War II, researchers at Vanderbilt University gave 829 pregnant mothers in Tennessee what they were told were vitamin drinks that would improve the health of their babies. The mixtures contained radioactive iron, and the researchers were determining how fast radioisotope. Wow, that's a word. Mm-hmm. How fast the radioisotope crossed into the placenta. At least three children are known to have died from the experiments, from cancers and leukemia. Four of the women's babies died from cancers as a result of the experiments, and the women experienced rashes, bruises, anemia, hair and tooth loss, and cancer. From 1946 to 1953, at the Walter E. Fernald, Fernald, Fernald State School in Massachusetts, in an experiment sponsored by the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission and the Quaker Oats Corporation, Holy shit. 73 mentally disabled children were fed oatmeal containing radioactive calcium and other radioisotopes. In that order is, to track, that's fucked up. Yeah, in order to track how nutrients were digested. The children were not told that they were being fed radioactive chemicals. They were told by the hospital staff and researchers that they were joining a science club. That's just a tiny, tiny selection of this, the, these testings that The fact that they got that corporations they to kind of like, they probably strong-armed the corporations into it. It's just fucking g- g- mentally disabled it's all people. It's all connected. You can't trust any fucking thing about this. Mentally disabled people... Babies. I knew and about the mentally disabled people. I knew mothers. people tested on them since like the fifties. That just blows my mind. 
pregnant mothers. No, that, that, yeah. Newborn babies, like, the world is a dark fucking place. Yeah. We think this basement's dark. It's the rest of the world. We're, we're fucking safe in here. Uh, speaking of I know the darkness, world happens, we're barricading ourselves in this. Speaking of darkness, no one will find I'll us. lead us into that first story I saved. Ooh. A warning to those thinking about accessing the shadow web. This is the, the light bulb go off. That was a good transition, and yes, yes, it did. <laughs> Literally, your first episode, you're like, "Don't access the dark web." You don't know. No, you're you don't know find. what you're gonna find. That's exactly. right. So you're gonna click on. You're gonna click on one thing, thinking it's one thing, and you're gonna get another thing that you will not want. So this like. one is from the other side Tumblr, Adele. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. It's not even my joke. Um. So yeah, just to repeat the title one more time, a warning to I those thinking about accessing the shadow web. How well do you know the internet? Until weeks ago, I thought I knew it pretty well. Guess fucking again. Until weeks ago, I thought I knew it pretty well. Guess fucking again. After all, I spend a good chunk of my day browsing Reddit and 4chan. Oh, it sounds like me. And I'm always up to date with the latest memes and circle jerks. <laughs> I've been a denizen of the internet since the early days of Fortune City pages and IRC channels and a regular ever since. Then about a year ago, somebody introduced me to the shadow web, a sort of secret layer of the internet that you will never find by googling or looking up message boards. There are no in-links from the surface web to the shadow web, and no, this isn't the deep net, in case you were thinking about that. Okay. Not some websites with gore videos of freak accidents, I've seen those, I assure you this is something far more twisted. Mm -hmm. I never asked what his name was. It was a regular who came to the gas station where I worked as an attendant last year. Every time he came in, he would buy 20 to $50 of U-Cash vouchers. U-K. No, you got it. U-Cash. U-Cash vouchers, which I assumed were for porn subscriptions. <coughs> I think it was a combination of his beige polo shirts and receding hairline that gave off a creepy vibe of pervert. One day, he was asking for $300 of U-Cash vouchers, and I made the mistake of raising the question, what for? Have you ever have you ever heard of the Shadow Web? I remember him asking me casually as he counted three hundred from a wad of twenty dollar bills. I hadn't, so I shook my head. Then he looked through his wallet and withdrew a little slip, one about the size of a credit card. If you want to find out, he whispered. He leaned towards me, slid the piece of paper into my chest pocket, I gave him his vouchers and he left, and I never saw him again. Not long after I left the job to return to school, it wasn't until a couple weeks ago that I came across the old yellowy uniform with the piece of paper still in the front pocket. When I opened it up and read its content, I immediately recalled my encounter with the creepy customer. The piece of paper had instructions on how to get to the gateway of the shadow web. There were a lot of steps, some more sophisticated than others, unfortunately I was both tech-savvy and curious enough to follow them. The first thing you'll want to know about the shadow web is that you don't want to go there. <laughs> I've seen plenty of fucked up things on the web, but nothing comes remotely close to the things I saw on the shadow web. Thinking back, I should have noped the fuck out the instant I saw the front page. I don't know why I hadn't. Maybe something is wrong with me. Probably. When I got to the gateway page, which resembles <coughs> one of those welcome pages that pops up when you use the free Wi-Fi at the airport or the mall, the first thing I noticed was the word corpse fucking. Okay, okay. It, yeah, totally. Yeah, it was underneath it. a search field among 30 or so other <laughs> words, which I assumed were the most commonly looked up things on the shadow web. Things like skinning and mutilation. Ugh. That should have been my cute axe out. Yeah. 
There were a lot of other things too, other than sexual content and graphic gore footage. Things like instructions on how to make do-it-yourself roadside bombs. Things like a Craigslist for cannibals and people who wanted to be eaten by cannibals. I've actually heard about that. Yeah, I have too. Yeah. Things like a marketplace to buy and sell stolen identities, either individually or in bulk. I spent almost an hour reading up on the leaked war documents, diplomatic cables on a site called Avenge Schweb. The website looked very retro, if you know what I mean. The layout had frames, and each frame had its own scroll bar. When I found myself clicking on links without thinking twice, I realized it became comfortable on the shadow web. Don't ask me how I came across the next website. Curiosity got the better part of me, and I clicked on things I shouldn't have. I'll spare you the actual name of the site, because I know some of you will make the same mistake that I did, thinking it can't be that bad. It can. When I got there, I noticed the Ucash logo at the bottom of the page indicating the paid services were available. It was, in fact, a live webcam show, but you only paid if you wanted to be the director. Viewing was free. Beneath the live feed of the webcam was a login page to a chat room. It prompted me for a screen name when I clicked on the join button, so I entered ASDFASDGF. Like I always do when commenting on Pornhub over X videos. <laughs> Shout out. As soon as I got the pass to log on, a torrent of messages flooded the screen. Most of the messages were in English, a few were in Japanese, and I think some were Arabic or Farsi. The number of participants in the chat room fluctuated between 150 to 200 people, but that's the only number of people who bother entering the chat. I suspect many more were watching anonymously. The majority of legible messages were star or go, 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 or something to that effect. After about a minute, a man with his face hidden behind a hockey mask appeared on the feed. I remember him having a dark brown skin and being really skinny, like starving Eth Ethiopian skinny. Shortly after that, everyone was set on mute. Ah, Mr. Skellybones. <laughs> He's not black. <laughs> He's skinny, though. Yeah. <laughs> shortly, shortly after that, everyone was set on mute. Everyone except for one user by the name of Italian Goat, who I figured was the director of the show. That's when the screaming began. She was blindfolded and tied to a wooden chair with her hands behind her back. A bigger, darker man dragged her by the hair until she sat dead center on my screen. I watched her try to struggle free from the ropes, but she was so tightly fastened that you could see the bruising. God knows how long she had been tied up like that. Finally, the bigger man took the blindfold off and she stopped screaming. When she looked into the camera, she seemed to realize that what was about to happen. She started crying and begging the two men in what I think was Arabic. Then a message popped up on the chat. Italian go. I know, but what should the voice be? Liar sideways on the floor. This is Italian. Bat. Fuck. I was just gonna do a really creepy voice. No, that's what I mean. I'm just like making, a whisper, I'm making jokes. Like, like, layer sideways on the floor. The director issued his first command. The skinny man saw the message and related to the bigger man in their own language. Kick her in the stomach. The skinny man continued with his translations. Kick her in the face. The screaming got louder and louder. What the fuck was I watching? This That was it for me. I reached my cell phone, ready to call 911. Stomp on her tits. Stomp on her tits! Tell your friend to kick harder. I paid good money for this. I was in so much shock at this point that I couldn't take my eyes off of the screen. The kicking went on for another 10, 20, 30 seconds. It seemed as if it went on forever. Now slit her throat. When I read that last message, the churning feeling in my guts intensified. No, 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 no. I kept thinking, somebody stop this. I tried to type into the chat, but the input field was grayed out. The woman cried even louder once she heard the man relay the last request. Wait, no. 
Not yet. The skinny man held one hand up to the signal and his partner to halt. My breathing returned to normal for a second, thinking the woman was spared. At least for the time being, then the director continued. Take her eyes out first. The skinny man stared directly into the webcam. I couldn't see the entirety of his face, just his eyes and the small patch of skin around each one. In his eyes, I searched desperately for the slightest hint of hesitation. Please put a stop to this, I prayed, but I kept the mouse cursor hovered above the close button, in case they did not, and then the skinny man began typing, and a second screen name popped up on the log. Admin. Another $500, he requested. My mind froze when I saw the number. $500. This woman was being tortured and possibly killed for a meager sum of $500. I was making as much every other week at the gas station, and I was barely making minimum wage. If I could offer a 1000 to stop this, I would. I would empty out my savings account if it meant saving her life. I would. I swear on my life I'd pay anything to stop this madness. Okay. I quickly shut the screen off before I could see any more. I wish my common sense would have kicked in earlier. I ran out of the yard where I regurgitated about two meals worth of vomit. It had been a long time since I felt this sick from watching something when I was in junior high with some friends showed me a clip from Rotten.com. It was the one where the man had his skull sliced in half by rotor blades of a helicopter. He was in the midst of repairing and then over the years, I've seen many more videos like that one. Even that I don't get the urge to puke in my mouth anymore. But let me tell you this, seeing live footage of a real person being tortured is stomach turning on a whole different level. When I was done spitting out the last bits of bile in my mouth, I heard screaming coming from my room. It was then that I realized that my haste to turn off the monitor, I had forgotten to turn the speakers off as well. Their screams got worse and worse, until finally I was able to reach behind the desk and disconnect the speakers from the computer. The silence that followed was unbearable. It was as if my own hands, I had silenced her, killed her. I felt remorse, such as that I have never felt before. I killed her. I thought to myself again and again, I killed her. The feeling was unreal. I had to find out if she was alive as I reached over to turn the screen back on. A voice inside my head begged me to stop. I do not want to see what I'm about to see. But before I could stop myself, my hand had already acted. The image on the screen was an image I will never, ever forget. The severed head of the woman sat there straight across from me, both eyes missing from the respective sockets. That face, that warped, misshapen face that had haunted me ever since. Even now as I write this, I can feel her hollow eyes glaring at me from behind. I sleep with all the lights on. TV, but nothing helps. Right before I shut down the browser and reconfigure the network settings to access the good old regular internet, I remember seeing one last line on the chat line. It read, Admin, thank you for watching. The next show will be in one hour. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. That was heavy. That was some heavy fucking shit. Yeah, man. So that's gonna prompt me to asking you, what is the, uh, what's the worst thing you've ever seen on the internet? Uh, there was a cartel leaked footage, um, about executions of two different people. Uh, one of them was done with a knife, the other one was done with a chainsaw. Oh, shit. Okay. And it was live, like, it was happening as we watched it, and, uh, they were, they were gagged, I think. Uh, the dude who had his throat slit immediately slumped over, like, probably shock took him out and then he just bled out, but... The dude who got chainsawed, I swear to God, he was just fucking flailing. He was just, oh, yeah. he was going nuts. Oh, and then when I'm I, assuming they had like when black I went to the, on now what like what actually like that didn't cause me to actually hurt because part of me thought like they were covered in tattoos. They were probably opposing cartel members or from a different gang or something. So it was some in gang bullshit. Right. And I know shit like that happens like all the time mm-hmm. between gangs everywhere. But um, 
what really got me was that last podcast on the left show when they showed the, the, oh, the, the guy, guy who got his, his fingers chopped off with just a hatchet be, just because he was stealing. He probably yeah. stole something. Yeah. Now that got me because Any, the guy, the way, the way, like it's, it has stayed with me because well, like, the fact that he didn't the get way, all the fingers in one shot. It, well, that, that hurt to watch too. But when the guy walked away after getting his, his four front fingers chopped off, he waves his hand, you know, like when you get a paper cut. And you're like, ow. Or like how you, something ow. like, something he wasn't slams crying. down on your fingers He wasn't or crying, he wasn't screaming. No, he, he was, was just... He was literally like, this should stop hurting soon. Yeah. Waving his hand. And you just that got is, your fingers That off. has stuck with me. Like, yeah. he, he he's not going to get his fingers back. And See, that didn't like stuck, stick with me as much because I've seen that, that, that gift before. Mm. Uh, before seeing... The live show, the, the last, show, yeah. la- last podcast. Now, last podcast, I do have to defend them a little bit. It's a part of their bits that they do at the end of their live shows. They call they they called it um something for you, something for me. Yeah, and it's like pictures of kittens or like smiling dogs, something stupid, and then, something and then really literally five seconds of something fucked up. Yeah, and it's and like I get it, I get why they do that, and it's their whole mentality of like. You show us these horrible things so that we could, you know, bear the reality of the shit we're talking about. It's not just all entertainment sometimes. But, like... And then they show us puppies. And then they show us puppies. It's like eye bleach. It's like our eye bleach. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Fuck. worst thing I've seen on the internet is yeah. um, going going along the lines with you. It was it was an execution. But um, it, was a, it was a woman, not her face not covered or anything, done with a knife... Very small knife. Just, just... I can't remember if it was a beheading, but I think it was. It was definitely a beheading. Um, but it was just, like, a sawing with a small like knife. A constant sawing? Yeah, it was, like, they went down the one side of her throat, of her neck, um, down the other side of her neck, around the front, around the back, and then basically, like, they just kept doing that until they basically ripped her head off. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. And, like, at the time, I was just like, is this real? Is it mm. fake? I don't know. But and it, that, I, that's, that's thinking most, back, it, yeah. it was probably real. There is a website called bestscore.com yeah. that, um, that, 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 that's their specialty. Like, it's just shit like that. It's live leak stuff. It's live leak stuff. It's pictures of car accidents. It's mm-hmm. shit like that. And it's just like, I remember getting very curious at one point in my life and looking at that, and I got, like, two pages down, and I was like, I can't fucking do this. Like, Yeah, this, no, I don't blame you. I would see things, and I'm like, I feel bad for this person's family, I feel bad for this person, I can't do the it. The reason the cartel thing sticks with me is because um, after the first guy goes down and the heavier guys, it, like, you hear that chainsaw rev up mm-hmm. off screen, and he just, like, shakes his head vigorously. But when the guy brings the chainsaw to his neck, he fucking sits there and takes it like a champ. When that chainsaw touches his neck, it bounces back Ugh. because it can't handle it. And all that you see is just like a splutter, literally a splutter come out of his neck. And then they just take the rest of it. I X'd off the page before I could see him get decapitated. I just couldn't do Ugh. it. I couldn't do That's it. That's rough. So they must have hit like a collarbone or something. It was fucking nuts. Because you got that, you got the collarbone right there. Nuts, you got, man. I mean, you got a lot of muscle there, but I feel like a chainsaw, unless it's really dull, mm. will cut right through that. Because skin, let's be honest, skin is fucking weak as shit. If, oh, yeah. If a, pa- if oh, a piece yeah. of paper can cut into skin, a chainsaw can do dermis. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. In other episodes, either with you or without you, we've talked about this one. Oh, yeah. We have talked about this one. Totally. I got um, excited reading the uh, title of this. 
we the reason I'm impartial to this one is because what really brings it home is actually watching right. the homemade clip yeah. that someone made to go with it. As hokey as it is, it's really what brings the episode together. Yeah. And like um or the or the the story together. And we're reading Suicide Mouse.avi and one of my one of my personal favorites. Yeah, and and you're kind of like the lost episode guy uh, on the show, and we're just gonna run with. I have so much lost episode shit. Good, both Good. Uh, both creepy pasta and troll pasta. So that's gonna be the rest of this episode. If you aren't into lost episode bullshit, like just, listen to it anyway, because we're funny. Yeah, cause cause this is this is actually like good material. Like I know I know this one is good. Oh, Suicide Mouse. Yeah, it's it's great. It's um. Along with Squidward Suicide, it was one of the uh, first... It is up there as one of the most popular, like, Lost episodes. Yeah, it was one of the first things that brought me into the world of, like, creepypasta and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um... It's all you. Okay, I'm gonna take it away. So this is su- SuicideMouse.avi, and, um... It's also from Toast. Yeah. So do any of you remember those Mickey Mouse cartoons from the 1930s? The ones that were just put out on a DVD few a few years ago? Well, I hear there is one that was unreleased to even the most avid classic Disney fans. According to sources, it's nothing special. It's just a continuous loop, like the Flintstones, of Mickey walking past six buildings that goes on for two to three minutes before fading out. Unlike the cutesy tunes put in, though, the song on this cartoon was not a song at all, just a constant banging on a piano as if the keys for a minute and a half before going to white noise for the remainder of the film. It wasn't the jolly old Mickey we've come to love, either. Mickey wasn't dancing, not even smiling, just kind of walking, as if you or I were walking, with a normal facial expression, but for some reason his head tilted side to side as he kept this dismal look. Up until a year or two ago, everyone believed that after it cut to black, that was it. When Leonard Moulton was reviewing the cartoon to be put in the complete series, he decided it was too junk to be put on the DVD, but wanted to have a dig- digital copy due to the fact that it was a creation of Walt. When he had a digita- digitalized version up on his computer to look at the file, he noticed something. The cartoon was actually 9 minutes and 4 seconds long. This is what my source emailed to me, in full. He is a personal assistant of one of the higher executives at Disney and acquaintance of Mr. Malton himself. After a cut to black, it stayed like that until the 6th minute before going back into Mickey walking. The sound was different this time. It was a murmur. It wasn't a language, but more like a gurgled cry. As the noise got more indistinguishable... Oh my god. Indistinguishable. Indistinguishable. And loud over the next minute, the picture began to get weird. The sidewalk started to go in directions that seemed impossible based on the physics of Mickey's walking. And the dismal face of the mouse was slowly curling into a smirk. I do remember that from the clip. Yeah. On the seventh minute, the murmur turned into a blood-curdling scream, the kind of scream painful to hear, and the picture was getting more obscene. Colors were happening that shouldn't have been possible at the time. Mickey's face began to fall apart, his eyes rolled on the bottom of his chin like two marbles in a fishbowl, and his curled smile was pointing upward on the left side of his face. The buildings became rubble floating in midair, and the sidewalk was still impossibly navigating in warped directions, a few seeming inconceivable with what we, as humans, know about direction. Mr. Malton got disturbed and left the room, sending an employee to finish the video and take notes of everything happening up until the last second, and afterward immediately stored the disc of the cartoon into the vault. This distorted screaming lasted until 8 minutes and a few seconds in, 
and then it abruptly cuts to the Mickey Mouse face at the credits of the end of every video with what sounded like a broken music box playing in the background. This happened for about 30 seconds, and whatever was in that remaining 30 seconds, I haven't been able to get a sliver of information about. From a security guard working under me who was making the rounds outside of the room, I was told after the last frame, the employee stumbled out of the room with pale skin saying, real suffering is not known, seven times before speedily taking the guard's pistol and offing himself on the spot. The thing I could get out of Leonard Malton was that the last frame was a piece of Russian text that roughly said, the sights of hell brings its viewers back in. As far as I know, no one else has seen it, but there have been dozens of attempts at getting the file on rabbit share by employees inside the studios all of whom have been promptly terminated of their jobs. Whether it got online or not is up for debate. If rumors served me right, it's online somewhere under suicidemouse.avi. If you ever find a copy of the film, I want you to never view it and to contact me by phone immediately, regardless of the time. When a Disney death is covered up as well as this, it means this has to be something huge. Get back at me. TR. Get back at me. Get back at me. That's a fun one. Didi. Didi. Um, I like Suicide Mouse. Suicide I Mouse love Suicide Mouse. Um, it's just, it, you know, it's quick, it's simple, and, you know, it's it's the kind of thing that... I don't know, I don't imagine would have actually been made by Walt, but maybe made by a disgruntled employee told, oh, to, totally. told to work way too hard, like, back in, like, the 30s. And wanted to bring Disney down. Exactly. Literally um, wanted to ruin him. It could have been, like, a Universal Snope or something. It's funny, because when I was at Disney, I thought about Suicide Mouse a lot. And I was like, you know, well, what happens if there is a vault just somewhere in these tunnels right now that has a tape like this? Never in the history will that tape exist, because Disney is good at covering their shit up. And if something like that actually existed, that thing's long destroyed. But, at the same time... Oh, totally. You think they'd actually keep that shit around? No, that thing no, was, that e- thing was thrown in the fire. If some exec comes across that shit, they burn that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. It is forever in fucking, like, Splash Mountain. That thing's never coming out of Splash Mountain. <laughs> They're gonna do renovations on that. You know what the renovations are? Putting more shit like that in Splash Mountain so no one can find it. Yeah. It's a nine-minute ride. Why do they gotta not have a nine-minute ride? Why do they gotta have a nine-minute ride about a racist? Splash Mountain's one of my favorite rides. I love Splash Mountain. And Song of the great. South, while while incredibly racist, you have you really like I feel bad saying this because I am white, but having watched the entire film, you really do have to look at it in the same frame as like Uncle Tom's Cabin, Gone with the Wind. Like it's literally I sound shitty even trying to think about it. It is no, trying. No, it's fine. Someone's gonna take your words out of context and make you out. It's to be trying racist. to it's turn okay. slavery into something understandable, but you got to remember the entire movie is told from children's perspective. Mm-hmm. The entire movie is told from children being told a story by a slave on the property of like a southern pasture. Like exactly. Granted, they never say the word slave. He's never treated like a slave. No one ever says anything. It's literally just a black guy telling stories to two kids. So but the undertones. You have to you, like. It's impossible slavery. not to read the right. undertones on yeah. Song of the South. And like even that title, it's like you could have named it literally Zippity Doodah, and it would have gotten fifty percent better. But you had to call I, it Song mm, of the South. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, Song of the South. Like they sing it constantly. We're racist. 
<laughs> Zippity doo da, burn the blacks. Oh my god. Um, so uh, someone's gonna take that out of context. Um, I'm not racist. I'm I'm literally like that's that's how blown out of proportion that entire. Like, no, I agree. No, I hundred percent agree. And like I, I, I love the animated segments of that movie. Mm-hmm. You could. I've actually wondered why they didn't salvage the forty-five minutes of that movie that is animated and just get rid of the thirty. That's that's live action. But it's because Walt was a stickler. That's all it comes down to is he didn't want to sell an incomplete product, right. and his original idea was for it to mesh like that. Um, Empty lot, anyways. Uh, but that's that's like first-hand note about that movie. That shit inspired Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and I love Roger Rabbit. Like um, Mar- Mary Poppins is right there next to it too. But like, Song of South came out after. So um, I'm gonna read another uh, lost episode bullshit before you get started with that. Yeah. Go watch the Suicide Mouse AVI if you're listening to this. Oh yeah. Um, if you've never actually seen Suicide Mouse, it's incredibly easy to find. Yeah. No, and it's just not. YouTube. It's not just cre- YouTube. It. It's, on it's YouTube. not creepy. I don't get creeped out watching it. It's just um. It's a little unsettling. It makes me uncomfortable, but I mean, it's nothing too hard to handle. You know, it's not you, a live leak. You, you watch that in a dark room with headphones on. You're gonna get a little uncomfortable. It's a little unsettling. Oh yeah, no. I can't, screaming is what does it. I never watched the entire nine minutes. I think I've watched a collective three. I, I skipped. I watched minute from the beginning, minute from the middle, minute from the end. I've, the, wa- the I've last watched minute. all of it, and it's just unsettling how he speeds up, how and it things keeps going. gradually change. Yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine that has a kind of like maddening effect. Um, this one just to switch off a little bit is from your favorite unsettling stories. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be surprised if this has something to do with genitalia. No. This one is called This one's called The Episode of Nickelodeon's Double Dare that will never be aired in the United States. Because it has something to do with a dick? Maybe. No. There's an interesting history behind satellite no. dishes and satellite broadcasting I in the early you. 1990s. Some broadcasters intentionally scrambled their signals to prevent unauthorized reception by viewers who didn't pay to receive them. Others, though, after the fall of the Berlin Wall and the explosion of the satellite dish used across the former Eastern Bloc, saw a great opportunity to reach a new audience. Whether or not they'd admit it today, Nickelodeon is one of the opportunistic broadcasters. Viacom. Fuck you, Viacom! Nickelodeon's parent company committed millions of dollars to research and develop better broadcasting technologies to saturate new markets with children's programming, hoping those kids would grow up and have subconscious loyalty to the Nickelodeon brand and various programs. What this meant was the launch of new, highly experimental satellites and ground-based satellite dishes. We're re-watching Are You Afraid of the Dark right now, and it's been off for 10 years, so yeah, I guess you could say they imprinted on us. The hardware deployment was completed in December of 1991, two weeks before the collapse of the Soviet Union. In September of 1992, the first and only broadcast using the new technology was conducted. On October 9th, 1992, the new broadcasting technology was made illegal in the United States. I was a Viacom engineer working for Nickelodeon in September of 1992. I was excited about the new satellite capabilities, just like any tech nerd would have been. I remember the first time our crew read the signal power specifications and the rage of the EM bands the technology would exploit. Bill James, the guy working with me at the time, remarked, What the fuck is this, Star Trek? I didn't even laugh, I just said something like, yeah, seriously. (laughs) The stuff we'd been using seemed decades ahead of anything we'd ever seen. Of course, like any technology, there were a lot of bugs to work out. Test receivers on Viacom, chartered ships thousands of miles out at sea, were getting burned out by signals coming down from new satellites. 
To make matters worse, if the signal did make it to the receivers without damaging them, the video quality was poor. Blurring static and dropped frames interlaced with noise plagued the testing period before we could get a handle on them. Still, the picture wasn't as good as we'd hoped. New cameras using some bizarre optical tricks seemed to get the test pattern to appear much more clearly, though. Not perfect, but good enough. Once we received the new cameras, Engineering Central over at Viacom's technology headquarters gave my crew at Nickelodeon Studios the go-ahead to start broadcasting with the new tech on September 22, 1992. It was going to be a live, unedited taping of Double Dare. The Viacom brass figures, the live taping was as good as a pre-recorded one. New viewers in Eastern Europe and Russia would get a chance to see Mark Summers' personality and others behind the scenes, things the marketed research claimed they'd be interested in. We began the broadcast at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Things were going well. There were a lot of dropped frames early on, but things smoothed out. Interestingly, one of Viacom's sources in Bulgaria and one in Latvia said not only were there no reports of burned out dishes, but the signal strength was so high it bled into neighboring EM bands, forcing the double dare broadcast onto multiple channels on either side of the main one. At the start of the broadcast, it was estimated 60% of people with satellite dishes in Eastern Europe and Russia were turned into double dare. <laughs> Interesting. I love Double Dare. Yeah, it's great. The show was nearing its end and the winner was announced. Now, this particular iteration of the show was family Double Dare, so Mark Summers, the mother, the father, and their two sons were waiting for the prize to be unveiled. I knew it was going to be a car. It was always a car. The studio lights dimmed, and the moment the car was unveiled, the multicolored strobe light effect was turned on. There was a flash of heat, a brief scream from one of the family members, and Mark Summers was standing alone next to the car. In the headphones, I heard panicked shouting from Engineering Central. There were lots of voices and a ton of background noise, but one clear voice came through. TURN IT OFF! I had the crew kill the cameras and I cut the broadcast feed. Mark Summers looked at me and my crew turned around and headed towards his dressing room. Lots of things happened at Viacom and Nickelodeon after that. Reports began trickling in from Eastern Europe about a devastating and inexplicable accident involving people with illegal satellite dish connections. Corporate circulated an intern briefing. I wasn't supposed to see it, but I knew a guy over there who shared it with me. The report included photographs. Twenty years of therapy have done little to erase what those pictures contained. The moment the lights strobed, they triggered something in the experimental optics in the cameras. Whatever that something was, the organic matter in front of the cameras flashed out at a point in space. We'd never been able to figure out how or why it happened, nor we were able to figure out why the four family members reappeared in each and every location the broadcast was received. Four people, copied tens of thousands of times, were beamed across the world. What? But, but the worst part was how they came out. Once the family signal reached the dishes and came through the television and connected them, they merged with every single living thing that had their eyes focused on the screen, one cluster of four family members occupying the space of each viewer's eyes. What? Those were the photographs I saw, and there were hundreds of them, not just in Eastern Europe either, but friends of mine from the control rooms at Viacom and Nickelodeon. Viacom spent billions of dollars to keep this quiet. The Eastern European governments, desperate for the cash to aid in their in independence, agreed to bury the incident after receiving cargo planes full of cash. All the Viacom and Nickelodeon employees who witnessed or were associated with victims received large settlements to shut them up. We then had to sign something promising we never talk. I signed it. The thing is, I'm not going to be around much longer. Cancer's got me pretty good. Viacom will come after me, but I've got nothing they can take away that hasn't already been claimed by what's eating me away. But I'm not telling you this because of what happened in 1992. What's done is done, there's nothing more that can change it. Here's why I'm telling you this. It's one thing that's been bothering me all these years. Mark fucking Summers. 
Summers was directly in the shot with the family when they disappeared. He didn't go anywhere, though. He was perfectly fine. He just walked away. He's a reptilian. He's a reptilian from the subterranean! He's a fucking reptilian, dude! I did my best to not let it bother me, and for a while it just stuck with me as one of those weird things. Last weekend, though, when an orderly was helping me off the elevator and out the hospital, I saw Mark Summers walking by. Everything flooded back at me once, so I stopped him and asked, Mark, so what really happened on that day in 1992? Pretty weird that you weren't affected, huh? Mark just looked at me for a minute before a smirk appeared in the corner of his mouth. Not that weird, actually, he replied. His left eye drooped and I saw lights and what appeared to be fiber optic cable tangled inside his skull. Not that weird at all. So he's not a reptilian? No, he might be. He might be a social computer construct. You don't know how they're, uh, how they're taking on the, uh, the skin bodysuits that they use so well to fit into society. The story blew my fucking mind, dude. I wasn't ready for that. That's a good one. That is a That's good one. That's fun. It's like the Cronenbergs. You yeah. Know, Cronenberg is real good at merging people together. Except for it doesn't have a whole bunch of penises. <laughs> Several penises. And phallic objects <laughs> that look like penises. So this one's a Simpsons Lost episode called Dead Bart. Interesting you picked this for me. Do you know that I'm a massive Simpsons fan? I do know you're a massive Simpsons fan. Okay. That's why I didn't want to read this one. Alright, well thank you. Um... Thank you for giving me the honors. Mm-hmm. I love The Simpsons. Um, I do. The Simpsons I, are great. I also know this story quite well. This is this is another one that got me started with. You know Dead Bart? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I don't know it as well as um, Squidward Suicide, Suicide or Suicide Mouse, but right. I do know it. You know how Fox has a weird way of counting Simpsons episodes? They refuse to count a couple of them, making the amount of episodes inconsistent. The reason for this is a lost episode from season one. Finding details about this missing episode is difficult. No one who was working on the show at the time likes to talk about it. From what has been pieced together, the lost episode was written entirely by Matt Groening. During production of the first season, Matt started to act strangely. He was very quiet, seemed nervous, and morbid. Matching this to anyone who was present results in them getting very angry and forbidding you to ever mention it to Matt. The episode's production number was 7G44. The title was Dead Bart. In addition to getting angry, asking anyone who was on the show about this will cause them to do everything they can to stop you from directly communicating with Matt Groening. At a fan event, I managed to follow him after he spoke to the crowd, and eventually I had a chance to talk to him alone as he was leaving the building. He didn't seem upset that I had followed him, probably expected a typical encounter with an obsessive fan. When I mentioned the lost episode though, all color drained from his face and he started trembling. When I asked him if he could tell me any details, he sounded like he was on the verge of tears. He grabbed a piece of paper, wrote something on it, and handed it to me. He begged me never to mention the episode again. The piece of paper had a website address on it. I would rather not say what it was, for reasons you'll see in a second. I entered the address into my browser, and I came to a site that was completely black, except for a line of yellow text, a download link. I clicked on it, and a file started downloading. Once the file was downloaded, my computer went crazy. It was the worst virus I had ever seen. System restore didn't work. The entire computer had to be rebooted. Before doing this though, I copied the file onto a CD. I tried to open it on my now empty computer, and as I suspected, there was an episode of The Simpsons on it. The episode started off like any other episode, but had very poor quality animation. If you've seen the original animation from Some Enchanted Evening, it was similar, but less stable. The first act was fairly normal, but the way the characters acted was a little off. Homer seemed angrier, Marge seemed depressed, 
Lisa seemed anxious. Bart seemed to have a genuine anger and hatred for his parents. The episode was about the Simpsons going on a plane trip, and near the end of the first act, the plane was taking off. Bart was fooling around, as you'd expect. However, as the plane was about 50 feet off the ground, Bart broke a window on the plane and was sucked out. Which isn't something I'd put past, like, an actual episode, you know? They've done ridiculous shit. Totally. At the beginning of the series, Matt had an idea that the animated style of the Simpsons world represented life, and that death turned things more realistic. This was used in this episode. The picture of Bart's corpse was barely recognizable. They took full advantage of it not having to move, and made an almost photorealistic drawing of his dead body. Some would say, hyper-realistic. I hate you. <laughs> Act 1 ended with a shot of Bart's corpse. When Act 2 started, Homer, Marge, and Lisa were sitting at the table, crying. The crying went on and on, and it got more pained and sounded more realistic. Better acting than you would think possible. Some would say, hyper-realistic. Fuck you. <laughs> Just Mr. Skellybone's not here, though, so I can't. <laughs> he's the hyper-realistic guy. The animation started to decay even more as they cried, and you could hear murmuring in the background. This crying went on for all of Act 2. Act 3 opened up with a title card saying one year had passed. Homer, Marge, and Lisa were skeletally thin and still sitting at the table. There was no sign of Maggie or the pets. They decided to visit Bart's grave. Springfield was completely deserted, and as they walked to the cemetery, the houses became more and more decrepit. They all looked abandoned. When they got to the grave, Bart's body was just lying in front of his tombstone, looking like it did at the end of the Act 1. The family started crying again. Eventually, they stopped and just stared at Bart's body. The camera zoomed in on Homer's face. According to his summaries, Homer tells a joke at this part, but it isn't audible in the version I saw. You can't tell what Homer is saying. The view zoomed out as the episode came to a close. The tombstones in the background had the names of every Simpsons guest star on them. Some that no one had heard of in 1989, some that haven't been on the show yet. All of them had death dates on them. For guests who died since, like Michael Jackson and George Harrison, the dates were when they would die. Which is fucked, because, yeah. You can try to use the tombstones predict the death of living Simpsons guest stars, but there's something odd about most of the ones who haven't died yet. All their deaths are listed as the same date. So is that his way of, like, uh, like an end of the world? Yeah. Yeah. How would Futurama take place if the world was exploded? I'm a proud advocate of same universe theory for Futurama. You know what's great? Yep. The Simpsons. You know what's not great? Hmm. 23 fucking Simpsons seasons. Stop making them! They're not good anymore. I mean, I I, I think uh, South Park just hit their 20th. Yeah. Yeah, I could believe that. They did 20th last... Uh, the Simpsons did it already. But, no, but, that was a reference to... But what to I'm saying right. is... That was a like, reference to a South Park episode. Oh, yeah, Simpsons. Yeah. The Simpsons did it already. What I was saying was... You like, right I'm, there? I'm not sick at all. Of, I'm just burpy. <laughs> I'm not sick at all. Um, I'm just burpy. I just... I don't drink often. And um, that's a lie. I drink a lot, but... Soda. Um, I have not gotten sick of South Park, and I've watched every single episode multiple times. That's because South Park, it stays relevant because it, it pokes fun at current events, and it's not afraid to poke fun at current events. And they get very, very vocal and very, very specific about what current events they're talking about. The Simpsons, on the other hand, it's just like, hey, 
let's try to make this funny again by poking fun at current events. But let's do it in a very boring fashion. And I don't, I don't know how to explain The Simpsons' downfall. Okay, I'm not a genius over here. It's but not you, good. But anymore. you're like you know more Simpsons than I do, so I do trust your opinion. The the first I would say fourteen seasons of The Simpsons fucking golden. They're amazing. Fucking love it. I used to watch three episodes a day with my parents. Just, it used to be on Fox. It used to be on, like, 6.30, 7, 7.30. Like, and that's what we would do. We would watch The Simpsons. Guess what? New Simpsons sucks. Get it out of here. Does it really? Yeah, it's not good anymore. I don't. I really don't know what it is. I don't know if the style of comedy changed. I don't know if the writers changed. Simply because I don't watch it that much anymore. But the little bit that I have seen, it's just, it, it's not as good. It's not funny. And I understand things change with time. But it's just, it's not, it, it doesn't capture the magic that it had previously. And I feel like Family Guy is a very good referential comedy. It went from, it went from uh, sitcom family tropes to referential comedy. Exactly, exactly. That was a good point. And while I dislike Family Guy a lot... I still like The Simpsons. It will always have a place in my heart because I love that family so much. And that's something that I feel like you can't say about Family Guy. You can't say that about American Dad. You can't say that about a lot of cartoons nowadays that a family matters that much to America. They have a theme park. They have a yeah. section of Universal. No, I know. It's great. It's a Fun front ride, too. Oh, yeah, it's great. It used to be Back to the Future, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, Back to the Future is one of the best franchises ever made. Fucking love Back to um, the Future. Who doesn't? Who doesn't I, like Back to the Future? I know. Dumb people. Yeah. You don't like Back you're, to the Future? No, Stop listening. You're not wrong, though. Continue listening. It's okay. Everyone uh, has their opinion. We're going to switch over to Trolls for the last couple minutes. The short ones. Speaking uh, of Trolls, you ever see that movie Trolls? It's fucked up. Don't watch it. That's great. Troll 2. No, I mean, like, Trolls, the animated movie with them singing. Oh, shit. with JT. Yeah, JT, with JT and Anna Kendrick. Oh, I would love, I would, oh, man. Anna Kendrick? Anna Kendrick. Oh, yeah, I was thinking of JT, too, but anyways. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Who won it? Anyways. So, uh. Did you ever, did... no, seriously, hold, hold on Troll Pass for a, while, for a while. Did you ever see Trolls? No. I no? Refu- I refuse to watch the new the, one. The beginning is literally about these things that eat the trolls. Like, it's dark. It's dark for a kid's movie. Hmm. They're eating the fucking trolls for happiness. I only watched the first, like, 20 like minutes. substance abuse. Wouldn't know anything about that. Ayo! Watched the first 20 minutes of it with my niece. Losing my goddamn mind throughout the whole thing. I was <laughs> like, I can't even, do this. You weren't even tripping on anything. No, I was like, I have to go to sleep. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's the only way that I'm watching trolls is if I'm on, like, mushrooms or something. Honestly, the background characters in that movie, though... Phenomenal, top-notch, want them as pets. Like, they're amazing. There's, like, bugs that are just amazing, right, and they're go cute. go ahead and tell you to shut the fuck up now. Fucking. <laughs> you serious right now? Yeah, we need to. We're at an hour. Don't. Don't fucking blame me for I'm your. I'm trying to keep the episodes more concise. I don't want to cut a lot of this. I'm going to cut you. <laughs> so, so this one's. <laughs> You're keeping a... that in. <laughs> yeah, I am. So this is a uh, lost episode troll pasta. 
um, which is a very niche corner of <laughs> comedy, I imagine. But I'm going to read this one. It's called Pearl Gets Herself Dead, <laughs> which is fun. Spongebob, Pearl. I was going to ask if it, was, if it was Spongebob. <laughs> yeah, it's but... Squidward Suicide, but stupid. Dude, I fucking love Spongebob. And Pearl's pretty annoying. So I, I mean, fucking hate Pearl. She could get herself dead as yeah, much as she Yeah, wants. she could leave the show. I wouldn't Before care. you read this, remember that this is not any kind of pasta, and is totes my goats real, so it's not creepy pasta. Lots of pasta. Troll pasta, and definitely not ravioli. Hello, my name is Ronald Spice. Me and my sis... Rachel Spice are huge fans of Steven Universe, or at least we used to be. It's not SpongeBob. It's Pearl from Steven Universe. You can't. I fucking but hate now, Steven Universe. No, I like Steven Universe, but I gotta say, Pearl is definitely the most annoying character in Steven Universe. I don't Universe. know who that is. The white, tall one. Okay, okay, I do know who that you is. You see, it all started with a lost episode of Steven Universe I heard rumors about. Apparently, it was cut by Cartoon Network. When I asked Rebecca Sugar about it, she was all like, Lost episode? What a lost episode. We don't have a lost episode. <gasps> she was acting so much like Pearl, I thought that her nose would turn pointy and beak-like. But then I remembered to find it. And find it I did. But I wasn't ready. You see, it all started on a rainy day in my Florida town. The rain made the ground muddy. I stepped in a mud puddle and I felt myself stepping on something... I pulled it out, and it was what looked like a wooden chest. I opened it, and a guy handed me a pink VHS tape. <laughs> it had a Steven Universe Lost episode on it, written silver and sharpie on the label, and what I instantly recognized as Rebecca Sugar's handwriting. <laughs> I took it home, dried it with a paper towel, and showed Rachel. She looked at me with a look of horror. We had to find a VCR player to play it. We hooked the VCR in and just threw the VHS tape in with excitement. The, it the started with a title card that right read now. Pearl Suicide. The scene then cut to Pearl shapeshifted into a maid outfit cleaning things with a purple feather duster. It coughed, making me realize that it was actually Amethyst. Pearl unshapeshifted and threw Amethyst behind her. The camera cut to Connie, who was in a pose that looked like she was in a chair reading a book, but she was floating in midair with a donut floating between her hands. The feather duster fell behind, behind her into hammer space. Then Amethyst, with blank white eyes, emerged behind Connie out of the hammer space and started eating her head whole. It then cuts to Pearl's room, where she pulled out her spear and sword. She played It's Over, Isn't It on her spear like a violin, using the sword as a bow. It was a nice cover, but I couldn't help but feel a little unsettled. She remarked that she had discovered a new talent, Amethyst, like with Connie, but Pearl retaliated and fought back. It cuts to the Beach City stage where Pearl was about to play. Pretty much every in Beach City turned up to watch. Even <laughs> what Licka, an uh, undead Connie with no head, with two streams of blood droplets coming out like some bizarre fountain. Pearl started playing her spear, but this time her cover was horribly off-key. Everyone's head has exploded into hyper-realistic blood. Everyone started to boo. Then... Without heads. Then <laughs> Yellow Pearl showed up. Instead of her normal voice, she had the voice of a menacing Scotsman. Ha! You call that playing a spur? This is your play a spur! She played a really fast-paced fiddle song that sounded really hard to do while making Yellow Diamond's angry face. Pearl ran off the stage on all fours with a stupid grin on her face. 
It cuts to the final scene, which was in black and white. Pearl looked rather somber, her back turned to the camera. When she turned to face it, her eyes were black with red dots. She looked on the verge of crying. She held the banana to her head like a gun. The tape then cut to like 45 minutes of static. After the static, the credits rolled, but they looked rather crudely drawn, and there was an incredibly off-key violin cover of love. Like, you playing. Our heads exploded into hyper-realistic blood. What a turn of events! That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever read. I fucking hate Steven Universe. We're saving this for another one, and I'm gonna cut me mentioning this, but there's a four-part Jeopardy loss. No, I see that, and you know what you don't know about me? I fucking love Jeopardy. I (laughs) watch it with my dad. We have to make the time, because it's 20 pages. four nights out of the week. We're gonna have to make the the time to read that. When Alex Trebek dies, it's gonna be a natural fucking catastrophe, and Jeopardy will never be the same. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. I know that. That is the one surest thing in life that I know. So I'm gonna have you read a it short was a one lot of vodka in the last one. So we're going back off of the episodes for a little bit. We're gonna finish out with a band by Disney, which we read on both of your like last couple episodes. Well, not now, but like we read you on seventeen and twenty. How long is this? Is that a giant anaconda? My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns on. <laughs> Wow, that's a lot of text. Abandoned by Six Flags. All we right. fucking love Six Flags. Dude, we do. I want to talk to you. We gotta go to Six Flags sometime, We've gone sir. to Six Flags with Gravy Train, and that's what I'm gonna start calling him. Gravy <laughs> Train and Sir Booberry a couple times, and we're, we need to go again this we summer. We gotta plan. We gotta plan it. Right fucking, right fucking now. I've already talked to Gravy Train about it. We're totally down. Fucking love Six Flags. Anyways, this is a... Uh, this is abandoned by uh, Six Flags, a place where we both love. Fun times. One time when I was a child, I visited Six Flags New England with my family. Granted, we didn't go to the New England we didn't location. Go to we go to fucking Jersey. I remembered enjoying the two wooden roller coasters that the park had. Anyways, I had mostly forgotten about this trip until I was about to move away to college. While digging through some old belongings of mine, belongings of mine I found a pamphlet that read, Visit Six Flags Redneck Woods, opening April 1998 in Charlestown, West Virginia. After looking the pamphlet over, I googled, I googled, I googled information about the park, only to find nothing. I went to a forum about amusement parks and asked about it. One man told me that it was an abandoned amusement park developed that had began, that's but stopped for unknown reasons. He also told me that the park was located off of U.S. Route 340 in a remote area near Harper's Ferry. I decided to drive down there with my camera to see what it was all about. When I exited off the 340 highway, I saw a rusty metal sign off in the woods that read Six Flags Redneck Woods. A crumbling path led me under the sign and passed by pyramids of old moonshine bottles and Mountain Dew cans. Sounds like my kind of place. Must be some authentic decor, I thought to myself. As I continued down the road, I began to hear a faint whining, twanging sound in the distance. I continued on down the path, even though I became frightened. I stopped to take a photo of a dead possum sitting atop a pyramid of old Coors cans and moonshine bottles. The twanging sound became louder. I approached a pavilion labeled Rednecks Only. The twanging noise started to give me headaches, and my ears started bleeding. There was a door leading into the pavilion that was slightly ajar. I reluctantly opened the door to reveal a circle of the scariest things I had ever seen. They all looked related, and they all likely shared genes. A husband and wife looked like they could have been cousins, and they likely were. Who knows what these people do to each other. There, right in front of me, was a man with a black, greasy beard that stretched to the floor. 
His teeth were replaced with little stubs, and he was missing one eye. On his head was a rotting possum. You want to scroll the page down? Rotting possum. On his head was a rotting possum. On his head was a rotting possum carcass. I realized why the park had been abandoned as I fled to the safety of my car. That was good. It's such a good one to end the episode on. So, uh, so he went to Redneck County. I love, I'm just gonna have to play, like, banjo songs that entire time. There has to be, like, royalty-free banjo music I could get. I mean, it's banjo music. Jesus Christ, dude. Six Flags. It's a great time. You haven't been to Six Flags? Go to Six Flags. It's a pretty I fun said, time. We haven't been, I, I haven't joined them even, like, with or without you since the last time we went. Yeah. So, um, so this was lots of pasta with Disco Dracula. Do, 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 do. And that's all I'm gonna do so we don't get in trouble. Fuck you, Viacom. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna keep saying it. Um, how'd you enjoy this episode? I loved it. That was a good episode. It was a fun time. We covered a lot of various, you know, things. It was very reminiscent of, like, all the episodes that make your episodes so good. Yeah. You know, we covered some Abandoned By shit. We covered some Lost Episode shit. We covered some Dark Web shit. Like, we hit... Fucking Suicide Mouse. We hit... Yeah, we hit some big ones today. And, and, you know, we're getting ever closer to episode 50. You know, we're we're in the... That big 5-0. I hope hope everyone's ready. I, I haven't talked about it on the show yet, but we got a special plan for you for episodes 50 into 51. Uh, it's going to be a group. It's going to be a group one. So I'm hoping to get maybe six to eight people to come in for the special. I won't tell you what about, but let me tell you, I got like 20 pages of material and it's great. This was lots of possible. It's going to be thoughts. And, uh, I hope everyone, uh, got nice and toasty. And Disco Dracula. You didn't say my name. You said this is this is. I already said your name. This was lots of possible. That's why we sang your Death. song. God damn it, dude! God damn it, you! You fucking kidding me right now? You fucking kidding me right now? You wanna go?